Hi, my name is Julian Chambliss. I'm a professor of English and a core faculty in the Consortium for Critical Diversity and Digital Age Research, CEDAR, at Michigan State University. And I'll be your host for this episode of Every Town's Got to Confess. The purpose of this podcast series is to explore the experiences and stories of communities of color by listening to the voices of attendees at the 2019 Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. At the festival, Holly Baker talked with Zinzi Dillon, a banker and international financier who advocates for greater engagement with Africa. Have a listen to their conversation. I'm uh, Zinzi Dillon, Zimbabwean-born, Pan-African, and very global. I grew up in Zimbabwe, went to school in Zimbabwe, and uh, did my post-grad with uh, Manchester Business School in uh, UK. I'm also a Chartered Certified Accountant. Uh, Chartered Certified Accountant, uh, that's uh, UK-based. I've worked in uh, banking for over 30-something years. I started off right from uh, the lowest level, climbed up the corporate ladder to become uh, the head of uh, finance for the Central Bank of uh, Zimbabwe or Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe. I then uh, moved uh, to Standard Bank Africa where I was in charge of uh, treasury risk audits and uh, acquisition of banks uh, for Africa. And then uh, I moved to a very small bank, uh, which was very interesting. Uh, I ended up being the interim or acting CEO or president for that bank. Uh, I really enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, Why? It was small, uh, started off by the mine workers in South Africa. Um, and then uh, it just grew into evolved into a bank so when I joined them they were now uh, starting a bank so I went there to set up their risk and governance uh, division uh, ended up being the CEO, acting CEO I then moved over to Barclays uh, Barclays Africa where I was uh, chief risk officer then I moved into corporate and investment banking where I was uh, the head of uh, public sector uh, for Africa. So working with different governments uh, across Africa in terms of uh, their corporate and investment uh, banking needs and solutions. Uh, And also uh, working with uh, local governments and uh, public enterprises or state-owned companies. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I also chaired uh, the uh, audit committee for the uh, public enterprises for uh, South Africa. So all state-owned companies, they were under this department, and I was the chair, uh, audit committee chair. Uh, So I was there for about eight years. Also was chairing the Public Service Commission audit uh, committee, uh, a member of uh, Department of Mineral Resources, for the South African government department of mineral resources. So yeah, so that's uh, really my story. I'm, uh, I've recently been appointed uh, the a board member for Cassava 
uh, fintech uh, cassava it uh, it is part of the econet uh, group econet is uh, the biggest uh, black owned mobile company communication company so cassava has got bank under it it has got a bank it has got uh, other fintech uh, organizations under it and it's, it was recently listed on the zimbabwean stock exchange i'm also the goodwill ambassador for the NEPAD, which is the development agency for African Union to the U.S. So I'm here uh, just uh, to, to, to really get the story about NEPAD, what is NEPAD all about. Uh, NEPAD actually manages and drives all the presidential uh, infrastructure programs across the continent. They also look at uh, regional trade, how to address some of the barriers to regional intra-trade. And then uh, I'm also a co-pastor together with my husband. Uh, we are co-pastoring a church called Rise Church International, which is really uh, the gateway uh, to Africa. So it's the receiving and sending center for people going to Africa and coming into the U.S. from Africa. So we have been working with a number of pastors, uh, some business people. Last year, we actually, um, we organized uh, Africa America Investor Forum, uh, which was uh, attended by a number of business people, including the son to Marcus Gavi. And what came out of there were some business consortiums that were established con connecting the African businesses to business people, to the African business people. And uh, a health uh, healthcare consortium is moving very fast, which is being led by Dr. Julius Gavi. Uh, they've already established a company in Zimbabwe. How can they help and collaborate uh, on uh, healthcare issues on the continent? Wow, that's so impressive. You have such a long list of interesting thank projects you. that you work on. Yes, thank you. Um, what drew you to the Zora Noah Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities this year? Wow, um, what brought me here? Uh, it's really about what uh, she believed in, the impact that she made, uh, the history that uh, she was able to share uh, through poems, through uh, her literature, what, you know, what she penned down, which is very key. A lot of people have a lot of history, and the history goes with the people. And it's important that we start writing down and sharing so that the other generations following us, they're able to also know the story and be able to tell it down the line. Um, you participated in a roundtable this morning titled Education for a Global Era, the Role of Humanities. What did you talk about during the panel? I was uh, giving an African perspective uh, to, to, the, to the whole discourse sharing about the importance of uh, telling the story, how Africa needs to tell its story by itself to the world. Uh, the story for Africa has been told by other people who had their own agenda, and uh, the story has always been AIDS, aid, and corruption, which is not the story on the ground. And uh, when we look at what, is, uh, what uh, uh, President Trump uh, said about Africa, uh, that Africa is an asshole, whatever he called it. Um, yeah, that's not Af the Africa that we know. The Africa that we know is about opportunities. It's about uh, growth. 
it's about rising so that's the story that uh, people need to know the economic opportunities on the continent they are so enormous uh, there is enough space for everybody uh, this year marks uh, 400 years since uh, the first documented ship anchored the shores of america with uh, slaves from africa again that's a piece of history that people need to know more about now given the 400 years the the biblical importance of 400 years in terms of uh, coming out of uh, slavery going into into the promised land africa motherland is waiting for its children to come back home embrace them uh, we are not saying the children are not uh, they are going to leave america they will come back, but you must go back and connect. And uh, we are leading uh, with together with uh, my husband, who is leading the whole initiative. It's about uh, uh, the door of our return. When the slaves, uh, when the people came through slave, the slave trade route, they went through a door called door of no return. So this whole initiative is about door of our return. How do we go back? And how do we go back with a very strong economic agenda to go and help Africa rise up? Um, so it's really less of a social agenda, more of an economic agenda. And uh, we also need non-Africans, you know, to also join you know we are let's collaborate let's work together so that's what uh, it's all about and uh, there was also an issue around uh, the importance of uh, the african uh, proverbs uh, that we were being taught and uh, our our grandparents used to you know after dinner we'll sit around the fire and uh, you know stories were were being shared with us and these stories they had a moral uh, moral fabric to to those stories. They shaped the way we thought, the way we behaved. Uh, they will tell stories. They will also tell proverbs, share proverbs, uh, some history. So it, it was such a powerful uh, sharing platform uh, that uh, that has kind of like, you know, is fizzling out. Uh, the the now generation, the digital generation. They would rather communicate uh, with uh, their phones whilst people are in the same room. So we need more of those, uh, you know, storytelling, uh, you know, circles, so to say. Yes, face-to-face -face interaction. We mm -hmm. need that more. Absolutely, definitely. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the other thing as well is um, dignity and respect. Humanity, what is it all about? It all boils down to knowing the person and... Uh, being able to function and understand, you know, you may not fully understand, we will partially understand, but find a common ground where you can connect with the next person. Uh, it may be their culture, get to understand their culture, what, you know, the significance of their culture, then you've got a connection point. It may be religion. Yeah, you've got a connection point. You can start talking about the Bible, the Word of God. You you know, it's a sh good sharing point. So it's really about finding those. And philosophy, you know, critical thinking. And one, one, one or two things that came through as well is uh, humanities, you know, uh, people should not think, uh, look at it as a traditional, uh, you know, uh, faculty. Uh, it, it is so relevant because every day we are doing humanities, whether we like it or not. 
it may not have a label humanities but if i'm interacting with you in a way of you know through dignity and respect uh if i'm sitting down with you to ask you about your family religion or you know culture we are already getting into that space um i liked the african uh, uh, uh literature i love uh, chinua chebe uh, you know some of the key nuggets that you bring in one of my favorites uh, is uh, rsvp uh, you know when you are invited you need to rsvp so he was literally teaching the you know the african community the africans you need to rsvp because it doesn't mean rice and stew is very plenty <laughs> yeah so i love that i'll always yeah. think of it now when i hear rsvp <laughs> yeah rsvp rice and stew very plenty it doesn't mean that but you know like in the african culture if you invite me um i've got uh, you know um, maybe visitors in my in my home there's an event oh yeah let's go together there's nothing wrong so when you invite people you always make sure there's more than enough even at home when i cook i don't cook enough for the family we cook for other people who might come uninvited that's our culture that's beautiful yeah uh, southern culture is a lot like that too <laughs> there's a connection there yes okay here my next question is how does zorfest intersect with your work and passions it uh, connects very well it's one of the areas that uh, i highlighted to say when we talk about uh, understanding we are talking about global citizenship right uh telling the story uh the richness of the story the history is very important every company every global corporate it has got history who started it and uh where it is now so the power of history cannot be negated it's very key it's really about how do we keep telling the story and the story must be told over and over again it's not exempt to continue telling the story so it is for the benefit for for those who have not had it and when they have the history and the context and the background then they are well informed to make informed decisions and also to respect the place where they are the organization they are working with they can connect better and in a richer way and the other thing as well is uh, when you talk about uh, philosophy uh, which is part of humanities which teaches us you know critical thinking in uh, business statistics in in statistics uh, there is uh, a subject called critical path analysis so we can't disconnect so there must be a very sharp connection and uh, get people to understand the importance of hum- humanities and also get the the millennials more interested in the in the in the in the in the humanities they can only get more interested in it when it is delivered or delivered in a way that they can they can chew and understand they can understand they can relate to it and uh, delivered in a in a way that talks to the now generation what do you hope that people take away from zorfest and from your panel this morning 
it was a very uh, rich conversation with professor the two professors uh, who were on the panel um, there was more on uh, you know the global connect how do we start uh, you know connecting at a global level uh, you know the dignity and respect how it is all integrated in everything that we do but we need a much more you know heightened focus and awareness on it uh, we also talked about uh, Africa, you know, uh, Africa, the Africa diaspora, those who left through the, uh, the slave trade route. This year marks 400 years since uh, the first documented ship uh, anchored the shores of America. Uh, how we, you know, how we need to connect back and the whole door of our return initiative uh, that uh, we are currently uh, driving is actually being led by Reverend Dennis Dillon, who is uh, the senior pastor for Rice Church and uh, publisher for New York Christian Times. He is the one who's driving the door of our return. It's such a powerful initiative. The borough president, uh, the African Union ambassador to the U.S., they are also part of it. The United Cities and local governments of Africa, they are part of it. So, and uh, we are here now, the World Economic uh, Summit, the World Conference of Mayors, they are also going to be part of it. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge initiative. Let's go back home. Let's go and connect. Let's go with an economic agenda. The land is there. Let's go and build. Let's go with uh, the technologies that we have been uh, exposed to. You know, the, the, the experience, the rich experience that we have. Let's take it home. Let's go and build. So we, we're also seeing, you know, uh, Donald Trump, uh, what he said about Africa. Uh, it's not what it is. Africa is about a, a place of opportunities, if I, as I've already said that. And we have seen the softening of uh, the foreign policy by, uh, by the White House. Uh, they've recently um, uh, promulgated the BUILD Act. And now, following the promulgation of that BUILD Act, in uh, October, November, we saw now the development of the Africa Prosperity Strategy, which Donald Trump is driving. So we can see there's a focus on Africa. Africa is not for exploitation. Africa is about let's go and build and make Africa a better place. It is already a, a better place, but make it rise to its fullest potential. In summary, uh, I, and uh, in conclusion, uh, the African Union uh, recognized the importance of the Africa diaspora. Uh, they have recognized the Africa diaspora as uh, the sixth regional economic community. Right. So in Africa, there were five regional economic communities. We had the Southern Africa, East Africa, West Africa, uh, Central Africa, and uh, North Africa. But now, the Africa diaspora. So like Nkwame Kuruma said, Africans are Africans wherever they are. Right, so let's go back home and let's build. The, and then lastly, there was a, a discussion on uh, reparations, the exploitation that happened in Africa, the extraction of the resources that, uh, that, uh, that happened uh, in Africa, what happened and when that discussion should, ha should take place. And uh, we left it uh, here with uh, the scholars, 
they must go and find the answer for us. Thank you. That's a beautiful sentiment and a wonderful goal. And I'm honored to talk to you about it and to Mm -hmm. share that um, goal with, I guess, the world on this podcast. So thank you you so much. It's been an honor speaking with you. And I I so look forward to seeing what you do in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for listening to Every Tongue's Got to Confess podcast, the official podcast of the Zora Neale Hurston Festival of Arts and Humanities. Holly Baker and I produce this podcast with assistance from the University of Central Florida, the Association to Preserve Edenville Community, and Michigan State University. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to the podcast. See you next time. Thank you.